Welcome everyone to episode 70 of the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lonnon, and in this week's podcast, I pose HSO industry expert Matt Burtwistle a seemingly simple question, but one that continues to confound organizations. Just who is your customer? The answers to which Matt gives his expert view. So grab a brew, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Ale or lager? Ale. Ale drinker. Football or rugby? Mm, football. Your sport team? No. Just a lover? Not really. I've fallen out of love with, with football, to be honest. That's why I hesitated. City or countryside? Countryside. Glass half full or glass half empty? <laughs> I wish I had a glass that was half full, but it always seems to be half empty. <laughs> well, it's Friday afternoon. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, so we get we we hear about this and get asked this a lot, or, or you know, when we talk to customers and prospects, one of the strangest challenges, I suppose, in the, in the way that it's said is is understand who is the customer is it the end user with the product in the hand or is it is it the supplier that they go through or the distributor who is who is the customer and and what challenges does it create when you don't really understand on who that is um, i mean the the customer is is the person that you are delivering to and that that delivery may be maybe a service it may be part of a service it may be part of the process. And as you alluded to, you know, customers you know, can be inside the organization, they can be external to the organization, and they don't necessarily have to be the, the end customer. And, and it is a challenge to identify where your customers are. And we've certainly seen in the implementation of ERP systems, a large part of what needs to be understood when you're working through what what your processes are going to be and how to make them effective is to make sure that you do know well, who is the active customer here, who is it you are trying to serve. As I said, that could be inside the organisation or it could be a supplier or partner. And what challenges does it cause if you don't really understand or you haven't got, or, or there's a bit of confusion within the business um, if, you, if, you know, if you don't really know who that is? You, you, what you tend to find is, is that you end up operating in a very siloed manner. Right. Uh, because you think you know what it is that needs to be you do your part of the process, you then hand it over, you go somewhere, somebody else has to pick it up and then goes, I'm not quite sure what to do with it or how to do it. I need to change it because it's not quite what I wanted. It's that disconnect that, that you typically see in siloed organisations right. that are considering or thinking about or who is my customer. This is interesting, and, and you know, you mentioned that um, it should be the person that the supplier, the person who you get it into the hands of as the next stage. My opinion is that you should still consider the uh, the end end user, perhaps the person with the product in the hand, or the, the person that's getting the service delivered to them, should also be part of the consideration, even if they're not the direct customer of yours at that time. Do you, do you think there's a case to at least consider them there? There, there has to be that overarching view of, of the end goal. 
But what you what you find is that when you're working in and with small teams in an organization is that those people may not necessarily know or need to know what that end goal is to be effective. Oftentimes it is helpful and any any organization that prides themselves on being customer centric. And when they say that they are thinking about, well, who is the end consumer? Who is it that okay. I deliver? Everybody in my organization to be thinking about that end, end customer. But in terms of making it an effective process, and that's and that's a critical piece of you know efficiency, automation, etc. The individuals that you're dealing with, if they don't know what the end goal is, does that really matter? So long as they are meeting the needs of their immediate customer, because if they do that we know overall will then be able to satisfy the end right. customer. Okay. It certainly will be useful to think about what the end goal is going to be. Yeah. But in terms of making your teams effective and the processes working effectively within those teams, make the concentration on the, their immediate customers. Okay, that's interesting. Then. So the immediate teams that are serving, serving the purposes directly just need to consider, you know, the, the customer that they're serving directly there. But as long as the overall business is considering the end-end user, the end-end customer as part of this whole business delivery, then that kind of works. That that keeps things, that keeps teams being productive in the most efficient manner. But you're still delivering on that end-end customer goal of of, the, of pro- providing a proper experience or a decent product or a decent service. Yeah, and, and where you can see things that can be problematic is that if if in in terms of meeting the needs of your immediate customer, and let's say you're you're having to do a piece of work and you you deliver it to a certain standard, but it might take you two days to deliver it to that certain standard. The end customer was expecting a response or a delivery within that two-day window. So in other words, yeah. you're, you're immediately starting to be late. So that's where having that overarching architectural view of what is the end game, yes, we yeah. understand that, but that will then control how you go about delivering effectively to your immediate customer. And you go, okay, well, I can't take two days to deliver this thing to my immediate customer. But what is it that I can do that satisfies the need of them? Also make sure that were timely for complete. Okay. In managing that that whole process then of customers, managing customers, how can technology help? How does technology, how does ERP technology in particular, Dynamics 365, how does it help here? It, it, there's, a, there's a couple of ways of, of looking at this. One of which is well, how do you how do you make the process run smoother, run faster, run better? Um, technology can certainly play a part in that. And then the other aspect of it is, well, what are the insights that we have within our process that are able to highlight to us how well we are doing, where we might be hitting um, bottlenecks? Yeah. So if you think about the process of taking manual steps out of a process, like spreadsheets or, or other workarounds, and if you think about automating those processes in handover points, using technology to enable that to happen, then you can see how, yes, we can be more effective and and run quicker and run better. But also, if we're able to get some intelligence out of those processes through business intelligence tools to interrogate what's going on, we can then highlight where there might be some blockages within that process, 
how long does it take, if we're using a workflow as an example, how long does it take that workflow to be executed? Does it sit anywhere? Is somebody sat not doing and responding to something? And that's where your insights can play. So definitely technology is a really, really important part of the journey of okay, well, how do we how do we make this actually much more better, much more efficient? I'm going to say there's consistency here between a lot of the conversations I've been having on these podcasts. And and even though we're talking technology and we're talking about understanding customers, what we're really talking about and where the value is in, in both of those things is data, isn't it? The, the flowing of data between the, the engagements between your teams and what is determined to be your customer and good management of that data. Absolutely. You know, everything is, is geared towards either either transactional data that obviously results in in sales, therefore revenues and profits, that to be moving through the organization, you know, as, as efficiently and effectively as, as possible. Um, but then there's also the data that exists as a result of those transactions that, that you then start to leverage and say, well, well, how are we performing? Where are the, you know, where are we incurring costs within our supply chain, for example? How do we get access to that data and interrogate that? what does that then tell us? Are we inefficient in the way that we are working? Are we procuring from the wrong sort of suppliers because they're not able to meet the, the, the timelines that we need them to meet? A whole host of, of, of different issues can be surfaced as a result of being able to um, work with your own data more, more efficiently. The answer to who is your customer is, it depends. It depends on your role. It doesn't have to be external. Your customer could in fact be someone internal from another team. It's the person or people to which you are delivering products or services. And regardless of whether the customer is external or internal, take a customer-centric view when serving them and when it comes to building those processes to support them. Each customer-centric operation then aligns together, allowing you to focus on moving towards the end business goal. And that's it for now. And until next episode, take care of yourselves.